0: Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast. It's been a hot minute where we talk hunting, entrepreneurship, and the day the grind. What it takes to earn success. I'm your host Eric Ben. Welcome today. We have Pistol P. Payton. We got Aaron. He's super excited to be here. And uh, we're going to recap Tron. We just launched Tron the video. Uh, We're going to do 12 days of podcast. We're going to do a giveaway every single day that we're doing this podcast this uh, this month, which is going to be 12 days, 12 days in a row. Um, How do you enter? How do you enter? You have to send me an email at Eric with a K E R I K at com, telling me the part you like best about the podcast and you have to watch all the way to the end or listen all the way to the end in order to be entered and then send me an email and then I'll pick one person from the emails I get. And you have to also leave a review. We need some more review on the podcast. So leave a review, send me a note what you like best and you're entered. Just give me a screenshot of your review and I'll send you something for free. Appreciate your guys' support. Does that work? What are you in? Uh, hoodie. I'll send you a hoodie. Deal. Mule Deer Country hoodie. Yeah, deal. That Mild- new M- sick one. Okay, thanks, Aaron. You bet. He's my promotional leader. Uh, I'll send you a Mule Deer Country hoodie um, if you take a screenshot or review and send it to me, email it to me, and tell me something you like about the podcast. I'll send you a hoodie. Deal. One person. There's only going to be like two emails, so you got a great chance. I'm going to email in too. Oh so <laughs> my. I'm going to leave six reviews. You guys make me feel better, but you, I'm making big accounts. You guys will, you guys will be DQ'd. Anyways. Um it's been a fantastic season. It's been a minute since we've been on here. We first we want to talk about our early season archer deer hunt. Um back in August. Should we? Let's go. Well, it's uh wh- why didn't we go out in the opener? We didn't go out in the opener
1: because there's way too many people on the opener and everything gets stirred up and moved. And so I like this, my third year in a row going post opener. And then you find them again after they've been pushed. I think we had some other stuff going, but I I think we had an order. We had a big game changer order or something coming in. I don't remember exactly,
0: but for me. Yeah. I I think, I think we did. We did have something kind of going on. That's good. Um, yeah, we had a big PO come in.
1: Yeah, but like I said, I I, I mean, I personally enjoy going during the week after the opener, less pressure, um, and then stuff's been moved around from those who are on the opener. So you refine them and figure out what they're doing
0: Yeah, after they've changed. So, yeah, we went, what, three days after the opener maybe? And there was a, oh, there was a storm that moved in. So we kind of, like most of the people that went on the opener, we kind of lucked out because a big storm moved in. And we kinda of missed that storm. And like they're fog I heard from people they were fogged in and they couldn't even hunt.
1: Uh, yeah, we got I mean we, we got a, we got a storm. Yeah, we did get a storm. We, I was gonna say we got we got a nasty storm. I actually think those on the opener had really good weather.
0: Oh, I thought they had a bad storm, they got fogged in. No,
1: we we got hit with the storm. Hmm. For some reason I thought there
0: was a storm they got hit with too. I thought I thought no, those guys really said good that weather. they were mm, stormed Storm in. Okay, maybe not. Anyways, we had the mountain to ourselves. But it's a long way in there. Like, you gotta have your you gotta be on top of your fitness game to get in there. Uh there's no water up there, so we had to carry all our water up. Um I have a propensity to sweat a lot. I think I had thirteen liters of water on the way up. I think I carried two, two and a half more liters than you guys just because I wanted to drink the whole way up, even though I refrained from drinking the whole way up. And I think it's what, two point something pounds per liter? What did we Two point two, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two point two pounds per liter. So you you take your pack, your kit, your food, all your gear, your weapon, and then you add, you know, two point two pounds of uh water weight. Per, per liter. per liter. Yeah, all- and we
1: we all carried around ten. I think you carried twelve, you said. Twelve or thirteen. Yeah.
0: I don't remember exactly. So, that, so I'm doing some math right now. That's Twenty. Twenty plus pounds of water. Twenty eight point six with thirteen. I think I had 13, but anyways, it doesn't matter. it's a lot of extra weight, and you go in there it and I think we went in the afternoon. I think there was a cool front cold front that kind of moved in, so we didn't get that 90 degree weather
1: yeah, we didn't we we had to wait till later in the day because it was raining. It rained all morning, yeah. so then we we waited for the storm to clear out and then we hiked in, got soaked, walking in, but yeah. at least it wasn't pouring on us.
0: that could be murder walking in. You've done it a lot of times. Yeah. How do you how do you eat an elephant?
1: One bite at a time. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, one um, bite at a time. That's, baby. A, fam- that's a famous line from Bur- Burnbox. I made Peyton uh, repost that in the video, but
2: you love that line. <laughs> you always like to say it around Aaron. <laughs> he, d- he
0: loves that I said that. I love <laughs> that he said that because it is. It's kind of intimidating, and you get to that first shelf, and you are like, "Man, we haven't even done the hardest part yet." So you got to have. You got got to have your fitness in check, okay? And once your fitness is in check, though, it's like you're a little mentally tougher. It's like, oh, it's not that bad. But it's pretty bad. So, anyways, we had the Peaks TP from Black Ovis. We want to try that out. Uh, Went up there, set it up. Um, We had, Aaron and I scouted it a day or two this summer? Yeah, two days. Two days. So we had an idea of there were bucks in there. We didn't know that Tron was in there, per se. We were hoping for a big mature buck, but we didn't. We didn't have one per s.E. Nailed down. That's a question I keep getting. Did you have him picked out the summer? I'm like, no.
1: Well, the so the lay of the landscape in this particular area is you can't. It's almost impossible to scout at all. So it's like on you know you get those those uh, you get those east facing slopes and it's sunny you know all morning, mm-hmm. and so they'll come out and eat there, and then it gets sunny and hot, and then they go to those. To the west side where it gets shade during the day, and anyway, so it's it's really hard. I mean, you got to spend a lot of time in there to figure out, you know, what's in there. But even then, you're not going to find. There's so many places to hide. Yeah, it's you can't big see big big yeah. big big country. So
0: you can't see it all. You can't cover it all. We saw some nice bucks
1: though scouting. Yeah, some nice four
0: point solid bucks. 160, 150, 150, 160 type. Yeah, yeah. But uh, everything just seemed like a little young. Uh, yeah, we had a pretty rough winter last year. Um, all the, all the states across the West for the most part had a pretty rough winter. So nothing that really got Aaron or I excited, I'd say. And we just hope that we'd go in there and find something good. So set up the peaks teepee. Uh, we went out that next morning and we went to the same spot. this really windy Ridge, I guess you could say. And just weren't seeing what we hoped to see. We saw some of the bucks that we'd scouted this summer and Peyton and I did a little walkabout. Um, Peyton took a couple snoozes, uh, and Aaron, we had two cameramen actually, and you know just didn't quite see what we want to see and then saw one really
1: uh mature buck that we didn't see scouting it was a three-point uh super heavy big frame buck um but just saw him for a minute and then he disappeared which one was that that big uh that big heavy three-point he's with three bucks bedded Uh, oh yeah, yeah Yeah, so that was like finally a mature buck but. the
0: one with the deep forks that was narrow he's sitting with those no no different
1: yeah that yeah that buck was with him
0: yeah that's i mean yeah and he was the big heavy yeah frame buck so we we kind of storm was kind of moving in so we bailed off got hit with a nasty storm uh you know the there's only a there's not a lot of spot for big surface area tents, so we put that peaks teepee down kind of a i don't know Little bowl and accumulated some water. It was more on my side, and I was kind of selfish when I got in there. I picked the king spot, <laughs> and then I uh, then I got kind of flooded out there. And you know, I I would never run a I don't know early season, late season. I don't care. I I want I want a floor. Well, with my shelter.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. It was per- it was perfect for that, and just that storm hit so fast, and uh, we were obviously we were on top of the ridge trying to get back to our tent and we had lightning literally striking all around us, like from the North, the South, the East, the West, like all these, like this storm converged literally right where we were at perfectly. And we were watching the hunt stand Doppler radar. And literally we had like three different storms and they were all meeting right above our teepee. It was literally (laughs) crazy. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I've, Like, Ty and I in Burn Bucks 1 got into a nasty storm. I've been in a couple nasty storms, but not quite like that. where three different storms, all came, hit us right where we were at perfectly, and yeah, just trying to make it back to the teepee was pretty crazy because we had lightning striking everywhere. Peyton got he gets a little stubborn hiking around; and likes to take his own path, and and so he just dives off into these. That time,
2: I was just going; it was open, 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 and then there was a cliff. Yeah, so he gets <laughs> it into was into my these first cliff. time going back to camp. <laughs>
1: And his trekking pole falls and starts tumbling down the cliffs, and he's like, oh,
0: "I'm gonna go get that." So, the-
2: <laughs> hey, good thing I did. They came Listen, in TP support. Th-
0: this thunder was so violent that you like, like tried to disappear when it hit. Like you shrugged your shoulders up, trying to get lower, like burst naturally. your eardrums. Yeah,
2: oh, it was rattling. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And it like would go s- off, and, and you'd start you. running faster <laughs> down like, the hill. It's like it, it feels like it's chasing you when in reality it's not. So, anyways. Uh, Aaron kind of waited up for Peyton. They both got their butts soaked. I just ran back to the tent <laughs> <laughs> and tried to brace myself for the flooding that was going on. So anyway, I was trying to bail the water out. There was apparently a shovel up there that I found in the bushes. No, I didn't pack it in. If you watch the YouTube video, there's several comments. Like, You're oh. truck hunting. Yeah, I was truck hunting. Yeah. I wish I was truck hunting. I, I used that to bail out afterwards and I was using these little plastic baggies during the storm to kind of like shuffle water out. Cause it was starting to come like on top of the, 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 the floor liner. It was really starting to make me nervous, and I was watching it. And any of you know me knows in that video I was getting a little nervous. Stuff was starting to get wet. But anyways, we waited that sucker out, came out. It was probably, what, two hours maybe? Yeah. The thunder did die down, so it wasn't as violent, but it, the rain stayed pretty steady. And we went out that night, kind of glassed off the back, didn't see what we really wanted, and I decided, like, hey, I'm going this way tomorrow. Aaron's going that way. And we split it for the next day. Did I miss anything there? Yeah, so we split it the next day. Aaron went up over the top. I stayed south, and um, you know, I packed my 15s in there. I bought a new pair of 15 by 56 squirrels because I was like, man, I'm going to need to pack these if we're going to find something in this country. Because, dude, it's a lot of long ways glassing, huh? Yeah, it really is. You have to have a good spotter, lots of country, and and, and a steady glassing setup, really. And it, and like you said, a lot of places to hide. I threw the fi- I threw the 15s on. Found a really solid buck. I passed those over to Peyton. I said, "Hey, keep an eye on this deer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep looking. I'm gonna put my spotter on this." He's like, "Wait a second. There's a there's another big deer there." I was like, "Let me see that." I hurry and grabbed it, and sure enough, there was a big deer with him. Immediately call Aaron because we have cell phone service up top. I said, "Dude, you got to get over here." Aaron seemed halfway annoyed, and like, "Why?" I'm like,
1: Dude. "Well, I was seeing like a lot of bucks. Yeah, so so I wanted to see, and it was still the best part of the morning." So,
0: yeah. I'm like, no, this is a good one. Come over here. And uh, so Aaron, uh, he's like, want me to stay here? I'm like, no, come over here and look at this. You know, I was kind of halfway thinking. I wanted Aaron to put eyes on this deer because even though I fully believed I was going to kill this deer, I thought in the event I somehow didn't kill this deer, I wanted Aaron to know about this or see this deer for, you know, muzzleloader. So um, anyway, I got down there and I thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get to this deer? He was 17, 1,800 yards off in this deep, dark, nasty burn and Aaron, you've been down there somewhat, maybe not quite that far, but it's gnarly down no, there. No, I've been down there. You've been down yeah. there. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's gnarly. It's bad. And it it's a burn area. It just stormed, so it's super muddy. And I thought it's gonna be slick on those steep those steep side hills. But I'm like, it's also a blessing because, you know, it's gonna keep us quiet going down there. And I think and we're going down there not with a rifle, we're going down there with a bow. So it's like the odds of killing that I think Aaron gave his little theology there. What did you say the odds were killing that deer? What did I say? Five percent? I think you said two in the video. Two in the video. Two, they weren't great. And I looked yeah. at Peyton's face and he's like, Really? I gotta follow your butt down here just to stalk a deer. Well I could tell Peyton wasn't stoked. Yeah. <laughs> well here's my reasoning too.
1: So my reasoning for the low percentage is he was with a lot of deer. So that was number one. Number two, he was so that that side's sunny, right? Yeah. So I, just from my experience hunting there, they, they stay there, they bed for a little bit and then they head over to the backside to the shade. That's just what they do. I've seen it a, a lot of times. And so it was just crazy as, as you bailed off, like number the first miracle that happened is all of his
0: buddies took off,
1: just took off a hundred miles an hour. And it wasn't because they
0: hurt us. Cause we're a long ways no, away at yeah, this point.
1: No, they went, they went to the shade. It's what they always do. They take off and they go to the shade. So they took off and for some reason he he stayed there. And then I'm watching and then he beds down in the open sun. I was like, "Oh man, he just want <laughs> he's catching rays today." And I was like, "Well, he ain't going to be there long, you know." So I was like, as time went on, I'm like, "Okay, he's going to get up any minute and take off for the shade." And it, he finally gets up and I was like, "Okay, here we go. Eric's you know on his way and the buck's getting up. Buck gets up." And I'm like, "What's he going to do?" And he takes like three steps to his left and he he disappears on me Mm -hmm. and i knew i could see him bed but it's like man he found like a little bit of shade right next to where he was already bedded so i was like that was the second miracle he (laughs) found some shade right next to him it's just based off of prior behavior from deer like they take off they go to the shade
0: and he stayed there so yeah i i tried marking where he was on the map and it was it was like the next ridge over so i you know, base map, traditionally, I've used that uh, little, we, we're, we've used hunt stand this year, but like base map, I used to like set a remote marker and it was way off. And so luckily I'd kind of eyeballed it and I watched this cliff band and I thought, oh, he's, he's below this cliff band. And the whole way down there, I was trying to like, you know how, cause you lose elevation, everything kind of looks different. Oh, and yeah. so I kept trying to refine him just to kind of test my wits to see if I could see him again. And I think one time I looked at Peyton, I'm like, see, he's right there. And Peyton threw up his glass. He's like, oh, yeah, I see him. Once we got low enough, we couldn't see him anymore. And it was just a guessing game. I just had to keep referencing those landmarks to try to make sure I was in line with him. Then we got down to this, like, waterfall that was super steep. I didn't even know how we were going to cross this waterfall. It was sketchy just, like, getting down to this dry waterfall. And I say waterfall. There's no water in here, remember, mind you. But um, get down there and take a break. I think that was, like, three hours into it. And we still hadn't even traversed a side hill he was on. And it took us three hours to get down there. This is just to stalk a deer. And I'm thinking the whole time, this is madness. This is madness. But I kept looking at Payton I want to put these vibes into the universe. I'm like, we're going to kill this deer. We're... And I looked at him one time when we were like sweating our balls off. I'm like, dude, I'm not coming down here not to kill this deer. Payne's like, yeah, me neither.
2: <laughs> I was it like, was oh. a far ways down there. Yeah, Brett- like, The last time we saw him when we were... <laughs> Picking landmarks was way up at. there wasn't even like half way down. No, and so. we've been
0: gone. We've been going another forty five minutes an hour. I'm like, geez, I don't even know if he's still there. But one thing I learned in bow hunting is assume they're still there, especially if you have to take your eyes off them. Assume they're still there. These aren't big elk. They're 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 deer. They're not they're not as big as an elk. They're harder to find. And uh, you know, as we kind of came up that side, it's starting muddy. I'm like, holy crap, this is steep. How are we gonna maintain this level of noise, which wasn't very much? this this whole way over to him because it was steep there was deadfall uh luckily like I said the dirt was soft but as we're kind of crossing over there was this spider a big orange spider I'd never seen before and I turned around to paint I'm like you got to film this look at this this thing's this thing's killing a moth literally as we're stalking this deer and it was kind of cool because it was kind of symbolic of what we were doing to Tron we were going to go we we're going to go kill Tron and it was um uh, it was kind of cool in the edit how Peyton added that almost like as an act of symbolism on her way there. So, you know, I had no idea what Aaron was thinking at this point. I figured I'm not sure if he still had eyes on the deer. Aaron and I were out of comms, no communication. But it was kind of nice the way that lo- that the land laid because there were kind of little dips and tiny valleys that would kind of cover Peyton and I as we went in. And the other miracle is the, uh, the wind stayed in our face, like just a constant breeze right in our face. So I got to where I thought the buck was. You know, I took my pack off, went super slow. Peyton, you were like 10 yards behind me. What were you, what was going through your mind?
2: I was just trying to – usually when we're filming archery stuff, I can stay away from you enough where I could be able to record you and then record the animal. So I was just trying to stay a, a little bit above you. So and especially with that long lens, you have to be far enough away to, to even get you in frame. But I was just staying away and trying to be quiet enough from you because I had the tripod – and anything that dings on, it makes a noise. But I was just trying to stay enough away so I could record everything, too. But yeah. When, once it was starting to get steep and we were both, like, looking in the area, I'm like, it's going to be very hard to see him. Yeah. Unless you're, like, right on top of
0: it. Yeah. And I was trying to go slow. I was trying to glass. Try, I wanted to see him before he saw me, obviously. And I was trying to make sure I could not see him before I'd take another step. Now, I kind of got to the point where I'm like, he's got to be right here unless he blew out. And I'm going to assume he's still here. And I kept looking up to my left and looking up to my left, and Aaron was watching me through the spotter, and you were thinking at that time, just look to your right.
1: Yeah, I so I had you in the spotter, and right, I knew right where the buck bedded. I was like, holy crap. I told Belmer, I said he's within 30 yards. I said, this buck's dead now because I knew it was quiet. He'd stayed there for you. I, I watched. He never left. So I was like, that buck is still there. Eric's within 30. He's quiet. Obviously, the wind's good. I was like, this buck's dead. I told Belmer that like three times, but you kept looking up and I'm like, oh my gosh, look to your right, look to your right. Obviously it's easy for me to know, not easy for you to know, but I was like, man, just turn right. And then all of a sudden I see you drop to your knees. Boom. I was like, oh, Belmer, he sees him. It's over.
0: Yeah. So at, at that point I'm like, geez, I've really combed over this left stuff. I need to look to my right. And as soon as I looked to my right, he's like right there. I'm like, oh my gosh! I looked at Peyton. And I'm like, he's thirty yards. He had a he had a big white tree covering his face with a green bush right in front of his face. If he would have been laying anywhere else, he'd have blown out of there. But like, he was just per- he was like laying in the perfect position not to see me. And Peyton Peyton'll never have this visual because he wasn't up there close to me. But it was like I saw this, and then the green bush in front of his face like this. I'm like. <laughs> That's insane! How can he not see me? He literally parked his body right in front of a tree in a bush, so he cannot see anything coming over this hill. I'm like, that is insane! And and again, the wind stayed good. Well, so
2: if I'm, you would have went like ten yards lower, or if you would have been ten yards higher, like me, you wouldn't have seen him where I was. If it would have been lower, you could have pushed him out. You probably would have walked on top of him. I probably would have walked on top of him. It was perfect. Like, it was. The line you picked, you you had to get you had to get lucky. Yeah, I got lucky
0: for sure, but it was kind of instinctive. I just kind of wanted to take this line yeah. and look like there was a little path for me to kind of wiggle in there, and it it worked out. I got lucky, but how many things have to go your way in, in order to be successful on a hunt like this, a stock like this, and a buck like that?
2: Well, I'm well, editing Tyler's hunt right now, and he keeps saying that you have to, I have to you have to have a little luck yeah. involved to get a deer down, and that's what happened with you know, them. And
1: Sometimes when you're stalking in country like that, you just have to take what the country gives you. So yeah. it, whether, you know, you can call it instinct, which there is that, but you also have to take a path that you can actually literally take a step. There's some country yeah. there you can't, you can't walk on. Yeah. It's too steep. And so there's natural grooves where animals walk, yeah. and sometimes you just have to take those and, paths. And I
2: think I kind of took a path like that. Wouldn't you agree, Peyton? Yeah, we were, we were following on. The only reason I split off from you is because you kind of went over a log, and I didn't want well, to risk going over I barely over got
0: it. over that because almost fell on my face and made a lot yeah. of noise. And I'm like, there's that's no way. That's why you kind of didn't stay yeah, on me. I can tell go over anymore. that
2: with the, I'm carrying the tripod long lens, the Sony in my hands. So both of my hands are carrying things, so I have no balance. I'm like, well, "You'll fall in your I'm face. not going over that. That's way, it'll be yeah. way too loud for me. Yeah, I barely made it over that. Yeah. I so th- do remember that. That's, that's, that's kind of why we split th- off. I went up around it and that's why I was above you. Yeah, yep. that is why you're above me. So.
0: Anyways, I'm kind of sitting there. Well, I got to the point where I seen him. Like, he was kind of quartering to me and he was kind of like looking. I don't think he heard us, but he was kind of like looking. I'm like, man, I can, I, 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 I knocked an arrow. Obviously, put my release on the D loop. I'm like, I think I can sneak one right through that bush and put one all the way down his body. I'm like, what are you doing? There's too much risk there. You can't risk shooting through a bush. And that was like me, my, my, you know, the logic coming through the like me just trying to rush something. And I'm glad it did because I I wanted to, I'm like, no, you, and then I was like, no, I'll pull out your cell phone and video this. They're never going to believe his rack <laughs> behind this bush. I'm like, no, you're going to be more disciplined than that. You're not going to pull out your cell phone because if he jumps up, that buck's going to run and you're not gonna be able to draw. So I reframe from that. And then I got so nervous. I don't know if you guys have ever had this. My leg was like this. I couldn't keep it steady. <laughs> I'm like,
1: yeah, especially when you're like, like,
0: yeah, off balance. Off it was balance, one I was off leg, balance.
1: one leg's getting all the work. Yeah, and you're nervous. Yeah, and so then you, yeah. It was I've literally a, that a steady
0: waving tree in the wind. It was insane. So I was like, no, come on, take a deep breath. You got to get this together. You could be here for a minute. And it turns out I think I was there about five minutes because I, I think we looked at the footage. I was there about five minutes. Well, Peyton was going to try to sneak lower and try to film him because Peyton just barely couldn't see him like barely yeah, just,
2: just the lip I just barely couldn't see him and and I
0: think you were going to go put the tripod legs down right
2: I'd I had them down and then I'd picked the whole camera up and w- was going to step closer to you and I was like there's no yeah there's no way I can get down there like from my angle to you is this all brush and rocks and it was yeah. loose and I was like uh no and so then I put the camera back down and that's when I tinked the leg a little bit
0: yeah and I was just locked in so as soon as Peyton tinked that camera leg, I could hear it. The buck stood immediately. And he stood, he didn't look right at me like I thought he might. He looked over to his left-ish, my right, and just looked. And I had a window between that giant tree, that green bush, and another tree, and I ranged him at twenty eight I ranged him at 28. I put my 30 pin on him, not thinking to maybe aim a little bit lower cuz I put my 30 pin on him. And actually, I just – I actually dialed the dialed sight to 30 and just put that top pin right on him. And mm-hmm. in hindsight, I maybe should have snuck it a little lower, and I thought that after I hit him. But just went – and just smoked him. And, like, him running off and his frame, Peyton and I Pey- – I just remember, if you watch the video, Peyton said, He's huge! He's <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that was the first, like, I haven't, I hadn't seen him yet. You'd been looking at him. Yeah, now i have been him. looking at him. Now I know why you're so, like, nervous and excited down there. Oh, my god! But, yeah, you see him going away, and it's just like a tower <laughs> of a frame. And, are,
1: He's huge!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to record with all three cameras, and I'm trying to get the long lens on him. And
0: <laughs> it was kind of cool because we had the GoPro running, Peyton had it running, we had the long lens, and then Peyton had uh, the regular DSLR point-and-shoot. Buck runs down a goalie up the other side and I'm think and I'm starting to think, man, he's going at a good pace. I'm like, Uh, if he's hit good, he should starting to teeter and I remember the second I thought that, he started going Ooh tipped over and just like slid yeah, down. Yeah, and I
1: was eighteen hundred yards away with the uh phone scope filming recording too. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool from my angle. I just watched the buck just beeline it just boom. Okay. Bomb down.
0: So I know what you said when you walked up to me, but I got to know what you were feeling inside. Like when it you actually knew I hit him. Because you saw him fall down, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched What were him. you thinking? Like this is insane. I can't believe that worked. Like what was your emotions?
1: Um, Do you remember? Well, I think I had been watching you and him so close for so long. I And I told Belmer multiple times. I was like, oh, that buck's dead. Like I told Belmer that three or four times. And so I expected it. Kind of yeah. at that point where I'd been watching for so long, 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long it was, um, I expected it. And then I, then it happened. I was like, holy crap. And I just looked at and I was like, okay. And then we just made a plan immediately. I actually called Tyler. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, Eric just killed a freaking stud. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. And anyway, I immediately went, dropped what I didn't need. And yeah. just grabbed water and a little bit of food and we started headed down. Yeah. But yeah, I was like I I think I'd been there long enough. I think where I was most surprised was just that he stayed there as yeah. long as he did. And then once you shot him and I saw him tumble, I was like I halfway like I was expecting it, you know, at yeah. that point where I was like, Eric made a perfect stock, the buck's still there, he's gonna die. And then I watched and I was like, Holy crap and I was just yeah, elated and and then it was business. Time to go yeah. drop our stuff and Go help.
0: Not not to uh, not to flash forward too far here into a future podcast, but like when you killed that giant buck in Colorado, I just kind of expected it. I, I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way with that buck a little bit because his stock was insane. It was like, did I expect it for you to shoot a giant in Colorado? I was like, I kind of expected it. I don't know if we've we've been doing this for so long that we're kind of like have that belief and that mentality that you kind of expect it. Yeah, that, maybe it's some of that. Maybe it's the confidence. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's probably some of that and like I said, like I think I was most surprised that the buck stayed there. Yeah. And that you got and then but once you got in, I was like, Oh, he's dead. Yeah. So I think I think I think my jaw dropped when I'm like, Holy crap, Eric's there. He's gotta be within thirty. That's where all my surprise came from. And then after I was like, boom.
0: Belmer on the the phone scope was kinda like, He shot, he shot.
1: No, that was me. Oh it was? Yeah, I I was the one. I thought No, I was behind I was filming. He shot (laughs) <laughs> it's like, he shot, he shot. Yeah.
0: It's like, what, what were you thinking, Peyton?
2: When you shot him? Yeah. I The whole time I was like, I wish I could see it. I know. That's that's all I'm there for. It's like we already snuck two people in there from 1,800 yards. So it's, it's not one person going in there. You're already taking the risk with the cameraman, and I'm there to try to get the best kill shot I can. And so not being able to see him, I'm just like, shoot. But it's like you'd rather him – eric drawing back and shooting then not get anything at all yeah and you got pieces of him running off and yeah but it's like dying and like yeah thinking about like how cool it could have been to have it in long lens but it's like i couldn't see him so it's like do you risk blowing him out which we almost did and then i set the camera down and he stood up and you shot him so that worked out but but then after seeing him run away i was like because we'd watched him the whole time and it's like he's a big deer and then seeing him you're like that's a huge deer yeah the frame was just like wow yeah
1: no like, one no one very few people will ever understand how difficult it is to stock a mule deer with with uh you know the hunter and then the camera guy who has a you know our long lens with the body on its 12 pounds and then he's got another you know, an, a, another Sony in one hand, he's got the 12-pound, the you know, long lens in the other, and he's working both with two hands. It's like no one will ever understand how difficult it is to capture that until you've tried to do it. Like, well it, said. it's a miracle that you guys both were able to sneak in there, that Peyton was quiet enough with that heavy long lens and other camera gear. Like, just the fact that it all happened the way it did was, it was amazing, you know? Yeah. So, I—, and- I you should see, it. like, I've, you know, I've done plenty with the long lens and another camera. Like, it's hard to just hike around, let alone, like, sneak in and be filming with both of them. That's tough. <laughs> well, then it's the not terrain's easy. not fun because
2: yeah. you lose your balance so yeah. easy. You can and fall so you, easy. Have, you have 10 pounds on one shoulder and you're trying not to yeah, fall It's harder you're on to be quiet. Lose. Oh yeah, it's so hard to be quiet. So yeah. that's what's like amazing about getting down that close with two people, especially yeah. with that big of a deer. It's not like it's a little two point that's stupid, right? Like, it's
0: a deer that's lived six, seven, eight years. Exactly. You know? He knows that mountain backwards and forwards a lot better than we did, and we snuck into his front room and killed him. You know, it was it was honestly a really spiritual experience for me, really humbling, uh, to work that hard and to be rewarded like that. It was really special and and until later on in the season that was one of my like best days on the mountain it was definitely a treat it was definitely i definitely felt god's pat on the back telling me that he loved me that that was that was like words that came into my head you know and i i've never i can never say i've taken an animal's life and had that come into my head you know it was uh it was a really special experience and to be able to experience that with all you guys and have my brother be there And for me to turn around and bring on Aaron's biggest deer ever, that was cool that we both got to be together on that. And, you know, I was really smoked. I was really smoked. Not only from getting down there, I was hot, I was sweaty. I was exhausted emotionally from that stock, you know, the adrenaline up and down, how that'll take all your energy away. Um, I was really dreading that pack out. So I was super grateful that Aaron and Belmer came down to help me. Um, I don't know if they came down to help me or to see the deer, maybe a little bit of both, but I was really grateful they did because I was so emotionally exhausted, especially after caping and quartering it. Like, you know how the small your back hurts and the back of your hammies hurt. If anything, Mountain Tough good for the back of your hammies for that reason. But um, <laughs> my point is I was exhausted. I was glad to be able to divide that meet up between the four of us and hike it out because I was smoked. And we took some awesome photos and videos and able to hike it out. And that was honestly one of the more enjoyable, enjoyable hikes out. Like DIY – High country, back country, general season, public land, like that hunt checks all the boxes, like the epitome of, of mule deer. Yeah, sure. You'd like to hit that Holy grail of that 200 inch mark, but like, you can't take any away from that deer. It's an incredible, incredible deer and his growth on a bad year with bad, bad weather, long winter moisture, all the things that's an incredible mule deer. So pretty, pretty special. Tron's up on YouTube. Check it out now, guys. Um, just a quick update before we let you go. The giveaway. be uh, Just email me, eric at mealyfreak.com, E-R-I-K. Tell me the favorite, your favorite part of this podcast. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, leave a review and send in a screenshot with a review. We got our new game bags that should be ready this week. Hopefully have them ready next week. Um, thank you for the incredible Black Friday and Cyber Monday. We've had one of our best ever Thank you for all the support. It's been one of our best years ever. Uh, and we couldn't do that with all of you. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what else? Game Changers almost gone. We're sold out of Ranger Green, Wolf Gray, Black and Tan. There's only a few Coyote Browns left and there's some Multicams left. So if you're looking to get those for someone for the holidays, Christmas, you better hurry and grab one because they're going to be out for the foreseeable future. Um, anything else on that front, guys? 12 days of podcasts. I'll have another podcast for you tomorrow. Um... We're back on the podcast grind. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Leave a review. Send me an email with the screenshot and enter to win a hoodie. Mueller Country 2.0. Thanks guys.